0: Hello, this is Dan Jones, and here is another Quiet Talk for you. This is Quiet Talk number 40, and I pray that it will be a blessing and encouragement to you. In the church I attended in my teens, there was a marvelous soprano soloist named Virginia McDaniel. She had a powerful voice, but her spirit was even more powerful. When she sang, you were not only aware of a great voice, but a great Holy Spirit anointing. God used her in a wonderful way. Around 17 years ago, I think, she and her husband moved from Memphis to a place in Missouri where they planned to spend their retirement years. While they were packing up, Virginia called me and asked me to come by their house. She told me she wanted to give me all of her sheet music. At the time, I was a music minister in a, at a church in that area, and this was a great honor for me. But something she said to me during our brief visit left a much greater mark on my life than the box of music that I took home with me. At the time, I was a music minister, And as she spoke to me and encouraged me in my music ministry, she said this, Danny, I believe in you. I don't know how to convey to you what this meant to me. Those words, especially coming from this particular woman, left an indelible impression on my life. I can't think of anything else somebody could say that would have had a more powerful impact than this. Because the fact is, much of the time, I didn't believe in myself. I felt I didn't measure up in many ways, not the least of which was my spiritual life, but I also compared myself to others with regards to my musical talent as well. Let me just offer this little sidebar, which is kind of off the subject, but maybe not much. Words are powerful especially when spoken by someone you really admire and look up to. Probably the most powerful words spoken to individuals are the words they hear from their parents. Words can make you and words can destroy you. Remember that. Use your words to heal and encourage. I'm working on this too, by the way. Proverbs 18:21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue can do great damage and also great good. Another verse in Proverbs says that the tongue of the wise brings healing. Virginia McDaniel's words to me were healing and life-giving. I got to sit by my dad's hospital bed during the last three hours of his life. God gave me a privilege many people don't get, that of telling my father some things he said that stayed with me and blessed me for life. One of the things I got to tell him concerned a Sunday school lesson I once heard him give. It was in my first church, the first church where I was the pastor at least. I was standing in the back of the little sanctuary where my dad was teaching on the book of Second Peter, Not counting me, he had two students, but he taught this material with all his heart. In giving the background on the man Simon Peter, he related the story of Jesus changing Simon's name. You remember that in John chapter 1, Andrew brings his brother Simon to Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus looked at him. Let me stop there for a minute. That may not seem like an important detail, but it is vitally important. Jesus looked at him. Have you ever been with somebody whose face was pointed in your direction, but you knew they weren't really looking at you? My wife and I were watching a movie a couple of nights ago in which an old man was talking to a young person about what it's like to be old. He said, the biggest thing I've noticed about being old is that you become invisible. People don't really look at you anymore. Now You may not be old, but you may feel invisible to people. I want to tell you with all the passion I can muster right now that you are not invisible to Jesus Christ. He sees you. He knows you and he loves you with an everlasting love. Now back to Peter. Jesus looked intently into this man's eyes and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Kephas, which means Peter. And Kephas, you're probably used to pronouncing it Cephas, but anyway, that word and Peter mean a rock. I doubt whether Simon thought of himself this way when Jesus said that to him. He was probably anything but a rock in the eyes of the people who knew him. Later on, when Jesus was arrested, Peter showed by his denial of Christ that he was certainly not a rock. And yet Jesus called him this when he first laid eyes on him. Why? Because Jesus sees us as he is going to make us. This is what my dad said that has stuck with me all these years. The statement, the statement I reminded him of on his deathbed. Here it is. He said in that Sunday school lesson, aren't you glad Jesus believes in you when nobody else does? Friend, friend, Does anybody believe in you? You may think not, but I'm here to tell you otherwise. Jesus believes in you. Why would he, you say? I don't even believe in myself. Because he believes in his own work and in his own power to accomplish that work. He believes in what he is going to accomplish in your life. Romans 8, 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Conformed to the image of his Son. When you take Greek in seminary, they tell you not to talk about Greek in your sermons. It doesn't relate to most people, and it it may sound like you're trying to impress people when you do that, but I think this is one exception. In Ephesians 2.10, it says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The word in question here is the word that is translated workmanship. It is the Greek word poiema. As you might have already guessed, "poema" is where we get the English word poem. You are God's poem. You are God's work of art, a work that is currently in progress, I might add. He isn't Finished yet. But because He's God, He can already see what the finished product will look like. That's the mark of a great artist. Here's the thing, friend, and listen closely to this statement and let it sink in. Your life is the canvas on which Jesus is painting. A self portrait. Let me repeat that. Your life is the canvas on which Jesus is painting a self portrait. That's why he renamed Simon Peter Rock, because that was the image he planned to create in this fisherman. And he has a vision for you as well. Does anybody believe in you? Jesus does. He believes you are the perfect canvas on which to paint a masterpiece. You are the paper on which he will compose his beautiful poem, his divine work of art. In last week's talk, I made reference to the image of God in mankind that was part of our creation. The more I think about this, the more I believe that this truth is far too misunderstood, and far too neglected. God didn't make us because he was bored. He didn't do it just for fun. God made us so that we might reflect his beautiful image in this world. His goal is that you and I become clear, shining mirrors in which he can see his own face. The refiner of silver knows his work is complete when he can see clearly his own reflection in that molten metal. There is a beautiful hymn called "O oh, to Be Like Thee." It was written by the same man who wrote, "Great is thy faithfulness," Thomas Chisholm. The chorus says, "O oh, to be like thee, O oh, to be like thee, Blessed Redeemer, pure." As thou art. Come in thy sweetness, come in thy fullness. Stamp thine own image deep on my heart. People used to seal letters and envelopes with wax. To receive the image, the wax must melt, it must be heated up. When that melted wax is dripped onto the paper, then the person who wrote it would press their signet ring into the soft, warm wax, making a copy of that unique image. Perhaps things have gotten sort of hot for you lately. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe God is melting you so that you can receive the imprint of of His own image in your life. He is molding you. He is making you into a beautiful portrait that looks like Jesus. He believes in you. He believes in His own gracious work in your life. You are the canvas. Jesus is the master. Father, I pray for those who have listened to this little message today that you will encourage them and help them to know that Jesus believes in them, that Jesus is making in them and creating and crafting a beautiful image, the image of himself, the glorious image of Jesus Christ. May that image shine forth from your people today, Lord, in the time in which we live. I pray, God, you'll touch our hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen my friend i would love to hear from you and i'm gratified in the last couple of weeks this the reach of this podcast has apparently grown more downloads more people listening and i'm thankful for that and i would just i want more people to hear this not because of me but i just want people to be encouraged so would you share this with somebody maybe somebody that i don't know that i don't have access to their to their email address or whatever but just share the link for this quiet talk with somebody that would be encouraged And my email address, if you want to get a hold of me, is father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.